0: This is Joan Breibart, Body Conversations, and it's season two, which means post-COVID, and this is the episode two. So I want to begin with reading something that was sent to me. Uh, This may have been someone wanting to link to me, or it could have been somebody following me on Medium, and this person is a nutritionist, I think and they were offering something that they thought I or my company would want to know about. <clears throat> it's, I'm getting ready, I'm going to read it now. Customized epigenic superfood, regenerative wellness, epigenic signature mapping, optimized genetic expression. This is from a, I think a nutritionist. So I wish this were the only one I'd received. I wish I didn't get everyday people wanting to uh, pitch me on something or connect with me or something else who um, see that we are in the primarily exercise and diet business and then they go uh, this giant leap. They're projecting that I'm passionate, passionate about health and fitness, which of course I'm not. And in fact, I think anybody who says that is is a phony. Um, You know, wellness is to me a word that was created to cover up the fact that diet and exercise, diet started really in 1963 with Weight Watchers. And now there's a book out written by a woman who's 40, who says she's been on a diet since she was five. Um, She's a journalist. She lives in New York. She obviously has money. And she just wrote a book about, it's big, I think that's the title, about Weight Watchers. And I think the most interesting thing in the interviews with her, I believe her name is Marissa Meltzer, I, don't, I can check it out. But anyway, it's the latest book on Weight Watchers, um, was that, number one, she uh, is 40 now. She's been dieting since she was five. And it was only a couple years ago that she found out that Weight Watchers, apparently she'd been a regular there, actually was founded by one woman, Jean it, um, and that woman died a couple of years ago. And if you were to ask me, I would say that's the reason she's fat. This is the reason this woman has been dieting for um, what she says 35 years is fat, that she doesn't know something, that she's involved with a subject and doesn't know anything about it why it was created. There was a person, this person was um, a binger. And that was at a time when no one would even discuss it. And so she um, thinks, like a lot of people now, let's make money out of being fat. And I wonder how much longer this is going to continue. Obviously, all of body positivity is uh, people who... We assume are fat. We don't really know if you don't see them. But they're writing about how terrible it is and how they're mistreated, all of which anyone would say, are you crazy? I mean, what country are you coming from? Um, Every other person here is fat. So, you know, it takes a long time in America for somebody to stop and realize that what they're saying is now patently false and that... um, this constant uh, cooing at fat people because fat people tell you to do that because they're so miserable, you know, is really not going to be uh, a good idea now that we find out that COVID uh, is, um, is not a friend of fatness. That's for sure. That uh, That has now become the number one chronic issue Um, in terms of people getting this uh, virus and not having an easy time uh, recovering it. They're not the people that uh, are without symptoms. They're not the people who are, uh, you know, a few days, maybe a week of feeling crappy and headaches, sniffles, whatever. Um, They're the people that end up in the hospital. And you might ask, well, what does being fat have to do with not being able to fight this uh, virus. And I don't know if anyone can totally answer it. I mean, obviously if you're fat, particularly the kind of fat that most people have around their middle, it's it's affecting all your organs. You're, you're stressing these organs. We know that it totally messes up your hormonal system. Um, the other thing of course, is that it is uh, um, inflammation, you know, fatness apparently, causes your body to be um, carrying too much inflammation, which seems to be not what you want if you get this virus, or maybe a lot of other things. So I wonder what will happen. If you read Medium, which is, a, you know, this Twitter guy, Ed Williams, started this site. I write on it. I'm, I'm the person who should never be even near it because I disagree with almost every single thing that people write there. It's primarily for millennial wellness bitch, very weak people who uh, have all kinds of uh, confusion when it comes to uh, eating and exercise and dieting and everything is just uh, overwhelming for them because they think you need an expert to tell you everything and they have no common sense and they don't want common sense and on and on. So as as a result of that, I am constantly, since I am, theoretically according to them as they look quickly I am part of this craziness I'm you know I love wellness and you know I I think that um every bite you take should be an examined to see if it's nutritious or whatever healthy of course healthy is the word that you use on and on and on so then they come to me and I actually don't Go back to them and say, um, "I disagree." I more or less tell them to drop dead. And strangely, because they're so um, unable to recognize anything, they come back and say, "Well, have a good day." You know, where you you would expect any normal person, somebody who's not a you know an exercise junkie or um, body junkie of some sort, to to just either ignore you or that I write, and um, I'm going to read it. It's called The Great COVID Cover-Up. Remember two months ago when COVID-19 was only a problem for the vulnerable, also known as the aged? Public service announcements showed an elderly, stooped, frail person protected by a big, strong American man Only old people like me, I'm 79, were at risk of suffering serious complications. Immediately, nursing homes became our national concern. So that's the beginning. I could have added there, nursing homes are places where uh, the aged are warehoused by their families uh, as a place where they can stay until they die. But we don't say it that way. There are vulnerables. So then I continue, right from the start, this Operation Old seemed overdone. We represent only 16% of the population. Why did we shut down the economy for these few who are living on borrowed time anyway? Borrowed time is an expression that used to be used, just like we would say someone died. Now, of course, they don't die, they pass. So, continuing, why didn't we stay open, cover our faces, wash our hands, and keep our hands off other people's bodies? Physical distancing is a 150-seat restaurant with 75 people eating at one time, often a typical occupancy. Cinemas and performance spaces are usually not filled to capacity. Staggered work schedules for office workers was an obvious solution. American leaders... Politicians, also known as public servants, imagine if you were introducing a senator and instead of saying Senator Schumer, you said public servant Schumer. Well, they can cover up their incompetence and the public is obedient, so they actually have no trouble doing it. It's really easy. Remember, Americans accepted the official explanation for 9-11 rather than expose the government's failure to respond to intelligence. After that, we had to fight two unwinnable and unnecessary wars straight into our nation's decline. As we docilely comply with the shutdown, we are digging our economic graves. We all know that we are not coming back stronger since we were already in decline. Unlike 9-11, the COVID cover-up began to unravel quickly once younger people began dying. Soon the vulnerable category expanded to a large group with underlying medical issues, that's what it was called, like diabetes. But no one expected that just being fat was really bad too. Then last week, French epidemiologists identified the obesity issue. Of course, they followed it up with some snide comments about how America would really suffer. And then this was followed by NYU scientists reporting that the largest U.S. study of COVID-19 finds obesity the single biggest chronic factor in New York City's hospitalizations, blah, 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 big article, and then the New York Times had to publish a big article, and of course they hate it because they are all wellness bitches. Every one of them working there, whether they cover politics or they cover sports, and certainly, of course, all their nutrition and health people. And I think, I think it's time for health journalists, also known as wellness bitches, to accept responsibility for our obesity epidemic. They told us for 50 years to eat more healthy to be healthy. Stuff yourselves with good food and safe calories. Forget that you over, your overconsumption enlarges the stomach container, right? Nobody even knows where the stomach is, and it's not below your navel. Then the inevitable binges really re- reward the economy. Maybe the next time someone inhales an entire pizza, why don't you look at the 600 pound life TV show for some visuals, maybe that person might stop a bit sooner. Will they still guzzle the entire six pack of Bud Light? With all the talk about healthy food, no one likes to explain the truth, which is that a lot of the obesity is just as a result of drinking uh, endless beers. And of course, wine too. We can't really do that with hard liquor because you would be uh, sort of comatose and you couldn't eat. Anyway, we have had decades of all-you-can-eat restaurants and super-sized me sodas and hotel breakfast buffet that's known as break-a-fast, their breakfast break-a-fast with 150 bites of every conceivable brunch food and office meetings with unlimited snacks from the ubiquitous open kitchens Plus birthday cakes for all ages and a Halloween for adults and every entree plate with 50 bites, etc. The question is: will all of this gluttony come back when we return? Healthy is our favorite word, yet 50% of us are obese, and another 20% heading there. The CDC complicity is via a grading on the curve formula to foster the program, to eat more, to grow the economy. CDC classifies a five foot six inch woman, that's me, at 185 pounds, of course I weigh 125, as only overweight. I guess I'm probably underweight. Clearly she is obese at 160 pounds. I mean, most people if you ask them, oh, a woman is five foot six, how much would she be considered obese at? They would probably say 160, but not the CDC because that might hurt the economy. That's why every single TV commercial right now has more fat people than thin ones. Keep eating. Our bodies are big and bulging. Hard to flatten curves that are mountains. We are trying, but we are mostly flattening the economy. Maybe forever. 50 years of nutrition and exercise and we are almost all fat. Hello, body positivity and vanity sizing. Watch a COVID press conference with Trump, Purdue, Barr, and Pence. They're all obese. Did the 25 Democratic candidates for president discuss our size with health care as they spoke at rallies attended by refrigerator-sized humans? No, not a word. Recently, Bill Maher had to trap Bernie Sanders on his show to say the O word. Of course, this was because it was uh, being uh, videoed, and if he had been together, maybe he couldn't even have trapped him. But it's all good, everyone is good, I'm good is America's favorite ungrammatical expression besides eat healthy, which is the most favorite, I guess. Are we good or are we a nation of people with underlying medical conditions? For me, 2004, I decided to move my company away from live Pilates exercise classes and workshops and develop home-use body products and e-learning to support them. Nine patents and numerous trademarks later, my company, Physical Mind Institute, 30 years old, has exactly what bodies need during the virus and beyond. I am COVID proof in terms of my business. During this lockdown, um, I've worked, I'm an old vulnerable and I've worked nonstop to publish 80 Bites the Dancer's Diet and to record this new podcast too. Um, what can I say? Everybody who eats needs 80 Bites of the dance' diet. Whether you're fat, whether you're thin, whether you're keto, whether you're vegan, whether, whatever the hell you are, you need to read this so you understand how to eat less because no matter what you've been told by epigenic, whatever it's called, there's going to be uh, less food and the quality might even decrease even more than it already is since most of our food is mediocre. And you're not going to be able to cherry-pick exactly what you want. And um, maybe you won't even be able to get your favorite binge food. So we're at a point now where we are shrinking the population, minimally. It's, what, 44,000? The economy, who knows what that's going to end up being. But nobody's really talking now about shrinking our individual bodies, which is the easiest time to do it. For me, I live... In New York, in Chelsea, and in my building is Whole Foods. So I should have no problem, except I do, because there's very little food there. And it all tastes mediocre. And so I don't have a scale, but I have a tape measure, and I saw my pants were getting loose, so I measured, and my waist is down an inch. I guess this COVID thing can work for you. Anyway, um... I'd like to have restaurants open where I can get a good meal. I'm not uh, good as far as cooking. I just don't have it in the cooking department. But also I would have to have decent um, ingredients and they don't seem to be available. So that's more or less what I'm thinking now as I look at this situation that I've been personally involved in. I mean, 80 Bites is the successor to diet directives, which... Started in 1987. I think people know it was five pages in color in Self Magazine, and nobody was interested in learning how to eat less. They just thought, oh, we can go on to another manipulation. Let's try the cabbage diet. Nobody then, and for all these years, and maybe till right now, understands that playing with your body, changing what you eat, and Your diet and everything about consumption is bad for your body, period. The body wants simplicity. We now find, of course, that all of these go-for-the-burn workouts, another problem for people who are getting COVID. Their body goes into some sort of weird storm where their immune system goes nuts and... People are thinking that that may relate to the inflammation and the free radicals and other things that come from, you know, marathoning. Why people do that? I have no idea. Um, and frankly, you know, what are we going to see when we go back? Are people going to flock to Barry's boot camp, CrossFit, Orange, what is it called? Orange theory. All of these places where people run to beat up their bodies, hoping that it's going to uh, take care of the binge and of course it doesn't and then they're left with um, things that will affect them when some new virus comes along and this is one we have now and there'll be another one who knows when but we can't expect that we won't have them and apparently they're even related to global warming, climate change, so of course we'll have them. So that's where we are. I'm back with the same thing. Try to use common sense. Don't play with your body. Fatter thin, at least use the 80 bytes app to find out how much you're consuming. Forget the Vegans will tell you they're saving the planet. In fact, it's the exact opposite. There are even weight loss programs for vegans because what they binge on is not meat. Um, And the only thing that will make it so that we can all have enough is to not need enough, is to really be able to shrink your stomach so that you're very happy um, eating a lot less and not torturing yourself so that you then end up binging on what you wanted to eat because I will never tell people what to eat. I have no idea how kale tastes in somebody's mouth or quinoa or kefir or anything else, whatever the latest superfood is. So um, that's been the problem. People are obedient as far as being dictated to as to what they eat. And at this point, That has only failed us. So that's it for now.